Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show, where we are sad today, but we're here for you. So if you are sad like me, then maybe this is your therapy session that you need today. I want to just go through some uh, rapid reactions from the Super Bowl loss last night to the Kansas City Chiefs. I here here's what I do with these rapid reactions uh, that I write for 49ers Web Zone and then sometimes do here um, on my podcast is that I write down well I don't write down I type down like actually type it on my phone in my notes my live reactions as the game is progressing and so I just kind of write down my thoughts and um, and then the next day put them out there for the public to see sometimes they're happy and positive. Sometimes they are not. So this game's like all the others. There are ups, there are downs. In the end, uh, it just was uh, was tough to, tough to lose another heartbreaker. I mean, not only did we have the Super Bowl uh, from, uh, what was it, 45 or whatever, when Kaepernick and the 49ers came up five yards short, to uh, Super Bowl 54 four years ago when the 49ers came up short again against the Chiefs. Ironically, they had a 10-point lead that they blew in the fourth quarter. This time they blew a 10-point first-half lead, uh, but still a 10-point lead nevertheless. Uh, Then there was the NFC Championship game from 2021. Tough one there. 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Lost again. And uh, and then last season with the uh, NFC Championship game against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, where they lost Brock Purdy and uh, lost the game as well. So I want to jump into this because, listen, if anybody says that uh, that it doesn't hurt that bad or that you get used to it, man, it, it hurts just as much as it always does. And the thing that concerns me is that I'm kind of reaching a point where I noticed myself last night kind of halfway expecting the 49ers to blow it at some point. And, and so maybe that's bad fandom. I don't know, but uh, I just uh, kind of reached a point where I was like, man, I, I just don't even know if they're going to pull this off. Um, so that's not what I want to, to see happen for me. I don't want to see that happen for any fan, uh, but I, I heard a couple of people, I heard John Lund say this today on KNBR that uh, he has concern over the 49ers psychologically, like how do you come back from this? And especially not just this, but uh, Super Bowl 54, the NFC Championship losses, that you can only take so much heartbreak. And uh, just John, where John was kind of wondering, is this something that's going to affect the team moving forward? We already know that it's hard for a Super Bowl losing team to come back and make it back to the Super Bowl. We saw what happened to the Eagles where they struggled uh, for the second part of the season. I, I mean, they had a good first half, although they didn't look that great, but they were winning. And then once the 49ers beat them, they went downhill, barely made it to the playoffs, and then lost um, early. So what's it going to look like next year for the 49ers when they lost uh, the 2019 Super Bowl uh, that happened in uh, February of 2020. They were injury ravaged in the 2020 season, so they didn't even make it back. But listen, we'll have all off season to speculate over these things. Uh, so let's jump in and see. Uh, here are my live notes as they uh, as the game unfolded. So the first thing I wrote was a nice looking opening drive. 
uh, came to an end when Christian McCaffrey fumbled. This was his third fumble of the season that he's lost. And you just can't make those mistakes against the Chiefs. They're way too good. Uh, any team that has Patrick Mahomes, you can't make those mistakes. And so that happened. And the great start by the 49ers defense, you know, they had struggled in the other two rounds of the playoffs, the, you know, the divisional game against the Packers, the championship game against the Lions. They struggled at times. They weren't great uh, to close out the season. And so there was some fear going into this game of how the defense was going to play. They were incredible uh, for most of the game. They had a few moments where they, <coughs> excuse me, where they weren't great, but for the most part, they were really good. Uh, unfortunately, the offense uh, wasn't at times. Next thing I wrote was terrible start by Trent Williams. A false start and a hold killed the 49ers second drive. This is not what you expect. You would expect Brock Purdy, the young quarterback, to be a little off early on, but you don't expect that from Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey, your two best players. Um, and yet McCaffrey killed the first drive. Trent Williams killed the second drive. Um, so not really what we're uh, wanting to see happen there. Uh, Purdy himself started off six for six. <clears throat> so he was, he was good right out of the gate. And I felt like Brock Purdy was good the whole game. Uh, Chase Young had an early sack. Uh, that was a good sign. He, Chase Young played really well. Um, I just was real happy to see what uh, what Chase Young did. And then uh, Randy Gregory out there making some plays uh, uh, early on. So that was good to see the two uh, midseason uh, trades uh, that the 49ers made uh, for Chase Young and for Randy Gregory. Those guys did, uh, did really well, uh, had good games. Chris Conley, how about Chris Conley? He made some big plays in the postseason, continued today uh, or yesterday uh, in the Super Bowl. On special teams, made some big tackles. On offense, made a, a big catch. Uh, so good job by Chris Conley. Uh, I think that he might be, I think that maybe he's a free agent. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind seeing them bring him back. Uh, Brock Purdy spread the ball around early on. He hit six different receivers. Uh, in the first quarter alone. So uh, really nice to see that from uh, Brock Purdy. Then Jake Moody, I uh, I wrote that he was money from 55 yards. At that, at that point, it set a Super Bowl record. Now, Butker broke that record by hitting a 57-yarder later, but a great job by the rookie, uh, Jake Moody, hitting that, that uh, from 55 yards. More on him later. He also hit the one in, in uh, overtime, to give the 49ers a lead. So uh, hopefully that's a good sign moving forward that uh, Moody can hit some big kicks for the team, uh, hopefully uh, going forward. Uh, and then the next thing I wrote down was what was Tashawn Gibson doing on the big pass play by Kansas City? He looked like an outfielder losing a ball in the sun. I mean, what in the world? I don't know what, uh, what happened on that play, but it definitely was a... Uh, uh, a missed opportunity because I, I felt like he was in position to pick off that ball. Now it, it turned out that it wasn't that, that costly to the 49ers because just, I, I think the next play, uh, Diamador Lenore, who's been playing great this season, forced a fumble. Javon Hargrave recovered that fumble and that had to feel good at the time because 
Hargrave lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. Now, I wrote that at the time, must have felt good, but uh, now it, it's got to really suck because Hargrave lost in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs two years in a row. So that's uh, that's got to suck. And and it's that kid, 916, said that could have been an interception. Yeah, definitely could have, should have been, but it's like he got lost. I just don't know what uh, what happened there. Then uh, So things are going well. Um, the 49ers, uh, they're out to a 10 point lead. And then here comes the bad, the start of the bad stuff. When Dre Greenlaw was injured on the sideline, he's like coming onto the field, uh, coming back into the game to play because the, the defense was coming back onto the field. Just a terrible break. He tore his Achilles and, uh, man, Greenlaw missed the rest of the game and, I'm going to get, I'm going to get into him more, but just a, just a horrible, uh, horrible moment there. Uh, Chase Young had a great first half. That was great to see. And then Juwan Jennings with uh, third and Juwan decided that he was, he was going to be second in Juwan on uh, that first touchdown pass of Super Bowl 58. What a great play with the 49ers had the three point lead and Juwan Jennings with the trick play that Brock Purdy threw it to him, and then he stopped, threw the ball back across the field from Chris to, to Christian McCaffrey. I remember it was either Jim Nance or Tony Romo, maybe both of them at the same time, said something like that ball staying in the air for a long time. And, and yeah, I'm like, I'm holding my breath, thinking this thing is in the air for way too long, throwing it back across the field. <clears throat> but then McCaffrey goes up, gets it, and runs practically untouched for a touchdown. Just a beautiful play uh, by the 49ers. They take a 10-point lead, and uh, we know how it is with the 49ers in big games with 10-point leads. More on that in a little bit. But the defense was great in the first half until that final drive before halftime. But even then, they held the Chiefs to three points uh, to a field goal. And so, you know... The, the NFC Championship game, the talk was that the 49ers defense wasn't trying hard enough, that they lacked some effort, and man, they came out, and that was not a question in this game. Brilliant first half by the 49ers defense. Eric Armstead was great in the first half. Uh, Chase Young was great. Nick Bosa was great the entire game. And so uh, going into, into the half, it was 49ers – uh, 10, uh, Kansas City, three. I, I wrote in my notes that Kyle Shanahan said he wanted to run the ball 30 times in the Super Bowl. He ran it 14 in the first half. And so at this point, I'm feeling like, hey, they're sticking with what they're doing. They're on pace. And so it was exciting. So they go to halftime. They come back out, and the Chiefs have the ball first. And I'm thinking, all right, this is where we're going to see how the second half is going to go. The Chiefs, are they going to go down? score and tie this thing? Are they going to go down, kick another field goal? Uh, are the 49ers going to stop them? What's going to happen here? And uh, the rookies are showing off Jair Brown with a pick to start the second half. This was a huge play, great play by Jair Brown. And at this point, man, I'm thinking this is really good for the 49ers. In Chiefs territory, they've picked off a pass, and uh, and now they're really – uh, looking like they're going to do some uh, some good stuff here. Bryant Culp, what's up, Bryant? 
He says, smash the like button, everyone. Stay faithful. Yeah, don't don't give up, man. It's I know I know we're heartbroken today, but uh, it's way too soon to uh, to to give up on this team. I know the season is over, but there's always next season, which is kind of sad to say today. People said that to me all throughout the day. That, well, there's always next season. You know, and that's I don't want to hear there's always next season because I'm in mourning. It's where I'm wearing black uh, because that's I'm I'm in mourning. I feel like I've been to a funeral. So uh, Jair Brown comes up with a huge play for the 49ers defense, but the 49ers offense was not showing off in the Super Bowl. Too many penalties, too many mistakes, and one of the biggest mistakes I think coming right out of the. Uh, the half was that Kyle Shanahan, a three and out. They didn't run the ball. Three throws didn't go the way because the Chiefs defense made some really good adjustments. And um, so it was tough sledding for the 49ers offense <coughs> for the rest of the way. And really, they didn't take they did They missed a lot of opportunities in the first half, whether it was fumbling, whether it was penalties that killed drives or whatever. Um, just wasn't uh, the best. Uh, it wasn't the best offensive performance for the 49ers. And Javon Kenlaw with a big stop on third down. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him in the offseason. Uh, my guess would be that he's going to go somewhere else, uh, that somebody's going to pay him more than the 49ers are willing to pay him. And so my guess is Javon Kenlaw's probably played his last game with the 49ers, but we'll have to see. Next thing I wrote down, why is Shanahan not running the ball? So the 49ers... Got the interception by Jair Brown. Then they get the stop. They get the ball back. And again, three straight runs. Two possessions into the second half. And Kyle Shanahan didn't call a running play. In fact, eight of the first nine plays of the second half were passes. And I just don't understand that. Shanahan wanted to establish the run. He wanted to stay with the run. And uh, he didn't do that in the third quarter. So, just not sure why that is. Uh, it's it's like it's like he he wants to run the ball, then he gets into the second half of these really big games. I mean, we talked about it. How in Super Bowl Fifty Four, uh, they stopped running the ball. How in the NFC Championship game in twenty twenty one, they stopped running the ball. And so, I just don't understand why um, when uh, when they're in the second half of a close game. And with a lead and you're wanting to use some clock, Kyle Shanahan stops running the ball. That happened uh, before. It happened again. And I think that that was a, uh, a big missed opportunity uh, for Kyle Shanahan. Special teams may have cost uh, the 40. Actually, this is what I wrote down live. Special teams may have just cost the 49ers the Super Bowl. This was the, uh, the turnover on the punt return when, uh, uh, the ball hit Darrell Luter Jr. in the leg or the foot, and uh, he's blocking. Uh, it looked like Ray Ray McLeod was trying to have him get away from the ball, but it just it, it happened quick, and the ball bounced off his leg. Instead of Ray Ray McLeod jumping on the ball, he tried to pick it up. Didn't work out, and uh, I'm having Kyle Williams flashbacks. The Chiefs got the ball at what what was it like the 16 yard line or something like that they're they're in scoring position like right off the bat and so already field goal range and they ended up um uh, scoring off of that so just uh 
just a fluke of a play that it bounces off somebody's leg and, and, and the uh, chiefs recover it. But uh, just a, just a horrible thing. And, and in defense of Ray Ray McLeod, it's hard to fall on a ball that's oblong. It's not bouncing straight up the way the, the way a football bounces is just freaky. And so I can remember way back in the old days when, when I played football in high school and we'd have to do these drills where you'd have to jump on the ball and cause they wanted to teach us to jump on a, a loose ball, not try to pick it up. And it's hard. You're supposed to jump next to it and scoop it in. But even that it's hard. I played in this one game. I played free safety in high school and there was a play that uh, the running back broke through the line. Um, somebody hit him. He fumbled. The ball went into the end zone, and I went to jump on it, and I jumped on it, and it scooped out, um, and the other team uh, landed on it, and they scored a touchdown. So uh, sucked to be me in that moment. Sucked to be Ray Ray McLeod last night. It's hard to do that. I mean, when the ball's bouncing, and in my case, the ball was a little bit wet, and so that didn't help. And, uh, and so, look, it happens sometimes. But uh, last night, special teams uh, cost us the game. And It's That Kid said the same thing. Special, uh, special teams cost us the game. You can add the offense in there as well, three and out, and can't convert on uh, third downs. Yeah, man, it, uh, it, it stunk to, to see those, uh, those uh, opportunities go by. I uh, did love the gutsy call by Shanahan to go for it on fourth down late in the game. That was the, the, the short uh, pass to Kittle where he just barely made it. And like, what was up with George Kittle? Like, I think he had two catches for one yard or something like that, or two catches for two yards. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was something, something like that. So George Kittle said he was going to come back with a vengeance. He didn't really come back with a vengeance, at least in the passing game. Um, I'd have to go back and, actually watch and see how he did in, in the in the run game as a as a as a blocker I, i'm guessing he probably did normal george kittle things that game because uh that's just what he does but uh i like the call to go for it and of course they converted and so that was uh that was great uh and then juan jennings uh he i, I think that it's possible if they would have pulled this out that Jennings would have been the MVP. I kind of doubt it. I, I, I think it probably would have gone to Brock Purdy, but if, uh, if they pull it out, especially if, if Jennings, that, uh, that final play there in, uh, uh, before the field goal in overtime, if, if Purdy gets some time, you know, if they actually blocked Chris Jones, uh, and Purdy gets some time and he hits Jennings and, and Jennings scores again and the 49ers win, then he very well could have been the, the uh, MVP, but Jennings scored a touchdown to put, uh, put the 49ers uh, back up. And then the sport uh, special teams unit, again, trying to lose the game, the blocked PAT ended up. I wrote down the blocked PAT may be the difference in this game. The blocked PAT probably was the difference in the game. I mean, if, they don't miss it, then Kansas City still has to go down. They they still have to score a touchdown instead of a field goal. Um, and so maybe they still score, and maybe they won the game, and it doesn't even go to, into overtime. Or maybe they don't, the 49ers win. I, who knows? But so many missed opportunities. So 
Uh, the, I talked about the touchdown uh, that almost was in overtime. Uh, I wrote down uh, that's a touchdown in overtime if somebody actually tried to block Chris Jones. You would think the 49ers would learn. This is the second time Jones has done this to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Ayuk was also open. If if you go back and watch that, um, there are views from from Brock Purdy's views, uh, Brock, Brock Purdy's view, and you could see that Ayuk broke and was open in the end zone. Uh, Jennings was also open. If Brock would have had any time to throw, that's a touchdown. And I I just think that maybe this game totally ends up totally different. So. Richard Algo said, I don't put any blame on them. Sometimes the ball just doesn't fall your way. Yeah, that's true. He said, it's a long season, and they gave it their all. When was the last time a Super Bowl went into overtime? Hasn't happened very often, and so it's pretty uh, it's pretty impressive. In fact, I think 2016 was the last uh, Super Bowl, which would have been in, in 17. Uh, that was the Kyle Shanahan Falcons Super Bowl when they blew the 28 to three lead or whatever it was. And Tom Brady brought the Patriots back and they won. Um, so yeah, it, uh, it, it exciting game. And I had people telling me all day, this was the, the best Super Bowl I've ever seen. And from my perspective, it wasn't the best Super Bowls that I watched were the five that the 49ers won. And so I can understand if you're a fan that has no allegiance to either team, or if you're a fan of the team that won, you might say this is the best Super Bowl I've ever seen, but I'm not going to say that because it uh, was heartbreaking. <laughs> so I can't say it was the best ever. Um, so I, you, when, when you look at that, that play where Chris Jones came through, uh, was unblocked, and I know a lot of people were blaming Colton McKivitz on the play, but I've seen some 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 guys, uh, Ian Williams was one of them who broke that play down and said it was not on Colton Colton McKivitz. He did not say whose fault it was. Uh, well, actually, he I think he did. I think he was saying that Spencer Burford should have been the one to uh, to pick up Chris Jones. And then I saw John Feliciano responding to somebody um, who who was blaming Colton McKivitz and Feliciano said this is not on Kivit McKivitz. Uh, this somebody else missed their their uh, assignment. He didn't say who it was. I can only assume that it was Burford. And remember, Burford was playing because Feliciano got hurt. So you have to wonder if Feliciano didn't get hurt, does he make that block? And if Feliciano makes the block, that he seems to know that it wasn't McKivitt's responsibility. So if that's the case. Would Feliciano have made that block on Chris Jones? And if he does, then maybe the 49ers win that game. And so uh, just was uh, would have been interesting to, uh, to see uh, what would have happened. It's that kid said we drafted a kicker instead of O-line or defensive end, came back to bite us. Purdy has no protection. Man. They they have to they have to upgrade uh, the offensive line this year, especially the interior. There's just no way. I'm okay with Trent Williams and Aaron Banks, uh, the right side of the line because John Feliciano is is an aging veteran. He's also a free agent, so uh, I believe I don't think that he'll be back. Uh, so 
they have to get better on the right side. If, if they want to say we're okay with McKivitz, they have to upgrade at, uh, at right guard, maybe center as well. I just don't like where they're at right now with the offensive line. When they play a good defense with the game on the line, it just seems like the offensive line uh, from Super Bowl 54 to the 2021 NFC Championship game to last year's NFC Championship game, the offensive line just seems to be the weakest point every time. Rich said uh, O-line for sure needs to be addressed, letting some of these free agents go. There should be uh, some picks that go to the O-line. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it's a good opportunity for them to get better on the offensive line. So after that play, though, it's now fourth down, and what was it, fourth and four, something like that. I There was part of me, a big part of me, that really wanted Kyle Shanahan to go for it on fourth down uh, there in overtime uh, rather than kicking the field goal, mainly because we kicked the field goal. Um, now Patrick Mahomes gets the chance to uh, to to go do what he eventually did. If you if you scored the touchdown there, then with the new rule, Patrick Mahomes still gets the chance to to go down and uh, and and do what he did, and and maybe the Chiefs go for two in that situation. So maybe it doesn't turn out really any different, but. Uh, I just think that you could tell that the 49ers uh, defense, I, I mean, I, I know that going for it on fourth down might not be what everybody thinks is the right thing to do, but to me, the defense was exhausted. Uh, you could tell that, uh, I mean, people were were have been criticizing Kyle Shanahan all day for taking the ball first uh, rather than kicking uh, in overtime. I kind of see... His, his frame of thought, uh, not, not the excuse that he gave, which was we were, we were hoping to set ourselves up to get the ball the third, the third possession. I, I think that that's just bad reasoning uh, because you're not guaranteed any, any third possession. Uh, so I understand if it was the, old, the really old rules where it was first team that scores anything, well, then, yeah, you take the ball, and in that case, the 49ers win. If it was the old rule where you, uh, if you go down and you score a touchdown, I mean, you you go down and you kick a field goal, and the other team can can now go score um, uh, to to tie it or whatever, uh, then then maybe that's maybe you. I don't know. That that's a it's a hard decision, but I think in this situation where if you kick a field goal or score a touchdown and the other team has the opportunity to go score a touchdown, then to me, the best thing to do is to kick, let the chiefs do whatever they're going to do. Um, and then you can come down because I like the 49ers chances when they're playing with four downs instead of just three, which when you're trying, now you have to score a touchdown. You're going to be going for it on fourth down. And I just think I like the 49ers in that situation. But I do understand the 49ers defense was gassed. They were tired. And so I, I I wasn't totally against what Kyle did because I just, I mean, the defense had been on the field for a long time. They needed a break. And so I uh, I wasn't entirely against what he did, but I, I, I do think it would have been smarter to let the Chiefs have the ball first. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go back and uh, – you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough to second guess. I mean, that's what we do, but, uh, 
you know, uh, Jason, what's up, man? Captain Niner in the house. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, what Rich is saying here, we all know you can't let Mahomes get too many chances and you can't let Mahomes have the last chance. That's what you can't do. So that's part of the issue that I have. Uh, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't screaming, what are you doing, Kyle? Uh, but uh, certainly I, I do think it would have been better to kick the ball first, let Mahomes do whatever he was going to do, and then you can respond. If if the Chiefs went down and scored the go-ahead touchdown, they're not going to go for two in that situation. They would have kicked uh, the extra point. And so at that point, you know that the 49ers need a touchdown um, and the extra point to tie it, or they need the touchdown and the two-point conversion to win it. And so I just like the 49ers chances better in that situation. But again, it's easy to second guess. Hindsight's 2020. Now, if you're one of the ones that's screaming for Shanahan to be fired today, you need to remember what it was like before he came to San Francisco. Do you want Jim Tom Sula? Do you want Chip Kelly? Do you want Dennis Erickson? Do you want some of those guys, Mike Nolan? Do you want these guys that the 49ers were perennial losers under? Not me. I, I am happy with Shanahan. He's not perfect, but uh, I mean, we saw Andy Reid go through the same kind of stuff when he was in Philly and, and even in Kansas City until he got Patrick Mahomes. And, and so if he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't beat the 49ers in Super Bowl 54. He doesn't win last season against the Eagles, and he doesn't win last night against the 49ers. Patrick Mahomes is the difference maker and that's that's what separates the Chiefs from everybody else is that they have Mahomes and nobody else does. I mean, you have Josh Allen and you have these other quarterbacks who are great, but they're not Mahomes. And, and they're not Mahomes when the game is on the line. And that's when Mahomes is at his best. And so uh, Rich said, Kyle's the best coach, no doubt. I don't see anyone else worthy. Yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I, I don't want anybody else. The Centennials football channel, go check them out. But uh, uh, he said that that kind of thinking is why the Band-Aid will be ripped off, ripped slowly off our skin. There's enough sample size to see something systemic wired within Kyle Shanahan to choke. <laughs> I mean, if you want to say that so far, then then, yeah, I mean, there's there's no way that I can argue with that. I can't say that's not true. Because it has been, that has been the case. And whether it's uh, Super Bowl 54, whether it's the 2021 NFC Championship game, or whether it's last night, uh, the 49ers have choked each time. And whether you want to blame Jimmy Garoppolo or whether you want to blame Kyle Shanahan, uh, whether you want to blame the defense, I think it's hard to blame the defense because they played so well last night, but the offense just missed opportunities. Uh, but uh I think eventually Shanahan's going to get over the hump. I just I hope that it's with the 49ers and not with some other team. Um, but speaking of this new rule, did you see that Eric Armstead and Kyle Juszczyk both said that they didn't know the new overtime rules? So this is the thing that Kansas City had actually, according to their players, they had prepared for this. They had talked through this, uh, the scenario of the new overtime rules where some of the 49ers players said that that had never been discussed. Um, and so that is, uh, that's shocking. Uh, if it, if it is indeed true, um, it's shocking that 
Armstead and Juszczyk, who are two of the smarter players on the team, uh, if they didn't know the rules, then how many others didn't? Um, I have heard uh, others say uh, the same thing. So that uh, that really stinks, man. They 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 should be preparing for every situation. I, I I think that probably Kyle's weakness is the game management type situation. So, uh, let's see what uh, what do we have here? Jason said we need an in-house coach assistant that can keep Kyle in check, remind him to get the ball to McCaffrey instead of throwing it six plays in a row without getting the best offensive weapon, the ball. It, But I kind of thought that maybe they had that person in there. Um, uh, dang it, his mind, his name just slipped my mind. Uh, the, the, uh, the guy that was the running back coordinator for a while, he's the assistant coach. Uh, crap, somebody jump in here and tell me remind me who that is, but I thought that, uh, I thought that that's who, uh, that was, uh, maybe that would be that person. Rick said, everybody, the whole country, the faithful, um, hurt, uh, including me, I'm a diehard 49ers fan and I live in Chicago. I would never seen anything like it yesterday in the Super Bowl going to overtime. Rick, glad you're in Chicago, man. I'm in the Chicago area as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, last night sucked. It hurt. Uh, yes, they did. The defense played very well, but they, uh, obviously I'm not sure what you're saying. Like, I don't know. Somebody asked me the other day, do you think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl? I said, I don't know. Uh, that's what I said. Um, no, for not for sure. Um, yeah. Anthony Lynn, that's who I was thinking of, uh, just completely lost, uh, my train of thought. Uh, couldn't remember his name, but I thought that that's what Anthony Lynn would be doing. He's a former head coach, um, and he was brought in to to be the assistant coach to coach the running backs, and and then Bobby Turner re, re, returned after his um, uh, his illness, and so I thought that maybe that's what Anthony Anthony Lynn would do. But uh, dang it, uh, that's not what uh, what happened. Rick said, I agree with you. I sent this earlier to somebody as in a while ago, Kyle has to be more prepared, specifically in a championship game or a Super Bowl. You always have to be ready at 100% uh, have your players uh, ready. So, yeah, I I agree, man. Uh, it's that kid said, thanks. Uh, great show. Thanks for holding down the faithful. Hey, and hey, I'm going to be here off, all off season. So uh, hopefully uh, – We'll have plenty of good things to talk about. Um, Jason said, I think it needs to be someone that is older and he respects uh, a Belichick type of stature uh, or Nick Saban. He threw out that name as well. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, I've seen some people saying the 49ers need to get rid of Steve Wilkes and hire Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill Belichick was a great defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator with Bill Parcells on those giants teams back in the eighties and uh very early nineties, maybe even. Um, and, and he was great, but, uh, he's not coming. He's not going to go be a defensive coordinator somewhere. Uh, let's see. Uh, were there any holding calls on the chiefs offensive line? They were holding all game, but they didn't call a single one, uh, two, two holding penalties on the 49ers offense. Um, and I'm not complaining about those. They were deserved but uh, no holding calls on the Chiefs' offense. And that's the most penalized offensive line in football. Those guys are always holding, and they held nonstop, and they never called it. 
And so that's frustrating. Not blaming that, uh, not blaming the loss on that. Just saying it's frustrating and it didn't help things out. The 49ers need help on the offensive line. We talked about that. They failed to give Purdy time to throw in some critical moments. Mahomes, by the way, uh, meanwhile, that guy is just amazing. And that's why I was hoping the 49ers would play the Ravens instead of the Chiefs because uh, the Ravens don't have Patrick Mahomes. And so I didn't want to play him again. And what about Travis Kelsey? I, I think he's a piece of trash. I, I do not like that dude. And it's not I don't dislike him simply because he plays for the Chiefs and the 49ers keep losing to the Chiefs. But that when the camera caught him kind of pushing um, uh, his coach, and there's no way that George Kittle does that. And Andy Reid is a classy guy. He deserves to be treated with more respect. I don't know why Kelsey was going and getting in, in his face and sh- kind of shoving him back like he did. Um, man, I, 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 if I'm the owner of the Chiefs, I probably don't sit him in that game because uh, uh, because I, I want to win. But uh, make no mistake about it, after the game, Travis Kelsey would have I, I would have had strong words for him. Uh, you, you don't go push my coach like that, piece of crap. <laughs> I don't like Travis Kelsey. And it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. I didn't like him before that, but he just seems way too arrogant to me. And uh, so – uh, Rick says, uh, South side of Chicago. Yikes. Uh, man, that's a more power to you, man. Uh, been through there. It's, uh, it's a tough spot, uh, to be, uh, to be driving around. Uh, Jason Massey said, I don't think Wilkes is a bad coach. Just his style of D isn't the same as a style of D we have uh, built. It's oil and water. Yeah. Look, uh, I would Matt Barrows said that he thought that if the 49ers lost the Super Bowl, that uh, uh, that Wilkes might be let go. I disagreed with that when I heard it, but Matt knows Matt knows the, the 49ers better than I do. Um, he's there, and I'm not there in person, so he may uh, he he may be right. I don't know. Um, so. Um, yeah, Rich said, how was Kelsey not ejected for that? <clears throat> well, he didn't do it on the field, and he didn't do it against the other team. Uh, so that's uh, that's why. But uh, uh, so speaking to uh, George Kittle, uh, I, I said that he would never do that. And so speaking to him, where was he, man? That was just a disappointing game from Kittle. Um, also from Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they had eight catches among them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had that by himself. Um Oh yeah, Kittle had two catches for four yards, so uh, just not much from them as a team. And the 49ers receivers just weren't getting the separation that they usually get. And uh, the Kansas City corners, they're they're legit. But even so, I think the 49ers receivers should have played better. Uh, but uh, uh, let's talk a little Dre Greenlaw because uh, said that he uh, has uh, that he tore his Achilles. So he not only missed the rest of the Super Bowl, he he may miss the 2024 season. I reached out to a doctor because uh, I've, I've got the 49ers web zone mailbag that's going to come out either tomorrow or Wednesday. And so somebody had asked about Dre Greenlaw and his injury. So I reached out to an orthopedic surgeon and asked his thoughts. And uh, basically he said that the this injury, a torn Achilles for a linebacker, 
is usually a nine to 12 month injury. Now they've made some progress in, in, in different types of surgeries for that injury. And so it's possible for Dre Greenlaw to come back before the nine to 12 month period. Uh, there have been others like Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, he came back, uh, never, he never got cleared to play, but he came back much uh, quicker. Um, Cam Akers, uh, the running back for the Rams, uh, same way he came back quicker. Um, so it, it's possible that Greenlaw could come back quicker, but if, if you're talking nine months, that's November. And so uh, it's possible that Greenlaw might not be available uh, until uh, November. And even if he comes back in November, how effective he's going to be? He's, he's a, a guy that relies on, on some quickness. Uh, so how, how is he going to do with that? Uh, concerned about uh, Greenlaw's uh, future uh, not just for 2024. I'm a little concerned about his future even beyond that. Uh, I, I really hope that he's able to come back. Uh, but man, did they miss him because Greenlaw in the first half, <clears throat> Travis Kelsey uh, had like one catch for one yard or something like that, something insane. And uh, Greenlaw goes down and Oren Burks is the one now that's covering Kelsey so much. And Kelsey just torched Oren Burks over and over again. So um, that was that was pretty frustrating. Hopefully Greenlaw can come back. Uh, I thought that Brock Purdy played a, a really good game. I thought that he was calm. He made good decisions. He threw the ball well. Uh, and I think that 49er, 49ers fans should be encouraged, should be proud of your young quarterback. He represented himself really well. I'm sure the haters out there are going to find other things to to, to pick at him and say uh, the 49ers lost the Super Bowl because Brock Purdy didn't make that uh, that third and four play in overtime. But look, I don't think that you can put this on Brock Purdy at all. Um, in fact, I think it's good news. The 49ers fans, we get to go into an offseason without a lot of chaos and questions at quarterback. So that's going to be refreshing to not have to deal uh, with that crap. So um Let's see. Uh, uh, Rich said Greenlaw going out was the worst thing possible. He was helping keep Kelsey in check, thus uh, why he was getting frustrated and not getting the ball. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree with that. Um, so one of the discouraging things, uh, one of the discouraging takeaways, man, is that this was Kyle Shanahan's best opportunity to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but I don't agree with the talk about the window closing, I think that they'll regroup, they'll reload, and I think that they'll be fine next season. So uh, that's all that I have for uh, this uh, this episode of the 49ers Camelot Show. Please uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Hit that little bell so that it tells you every time uh, that I go live uh, this off season. During the season, I do a lot of stuff on my own I, and occasionally have guests. But during the off season, I try to have more guests uh, than I than I do during the season, just because I know a lot of a lot of those con uh, content creators and beat writers are busy during the season. So I try not to bug them any more than I have to. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, so during this uh, off season, I'm going to bring you some some really good guests, and uh, I have had some that have already confirmed that they'll be uh, happy to come on. So. Uh, just uh, 
uh, make sure that you hit that uh, hit that bell so that uh, you're uh, notified every time that we go live. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, uh, I'm going to try to get uh, Anthony Robertson back on here uh, to uh, just like we were last week. So that'll probably probably be on Wednesday at uh, two o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Central Time. So uh, check back with me. Uh, and uh, join me then because Anthony's great. He's going to be able to break down the Super Bowl and tell you exactly what happened. Have a good rest uh, rest of your day, everybody, and I'll see you in a couple of days.